Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. So in honor of the Super Bowl, which is um, mere days away, mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> and Travis Kelsey. Yes. Um, Although we don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl because we're recording this early. Yes. Which it could be Kansas City. It could not. Uh, could not. Not sure. Maybe the 49ers. Maybe the 49ers. Yes. Yeah. Which would be exciting out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are going to talk about, um, you know, obviously this has been written about a ton, their, their romance, their relationship, but, um, people are kind of obsessed with it, myself included. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we both, uh, I watched, I actually watched the Kelsey documentary, which is about Jason Kelsey, Kelsey primarily but it's also travis is in there and it's interesting to see him Mm -hmm. and um i listened to the podcast new heights Mm -hmm. and um and then i watched taylor swift miss americana and i know what i see in the news and radio and all that other kind of stuff so and just watching those documentaries helped me get a better sense of both of them um but uh yeah tell me why are you obsessed with taylor and (sighs) travis i don't know I, I really don't know. I guess it just seemed like he, it seems to me like he just really likes her a lot, mm-hmm. loves her probably at this point. Um, you know, the way he, he pursued her. Um, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. He, well, what's that? Well, story? he said this on his, on the podcast, uh-huh. the podcast he does with his brother. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, he went to one of her concerts and he wanted to meet her mm-hmm. and he had made um, one of those because at the Taylor Swift concerts, people make an exchange bracelet. Yes. yes. So he made like one of those friendship bracelets and I think it had a, his phone number on it or something. Ooh. And he thought that, you know, being the big football star, he could somehow 
get backstage or, you know, meet her. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't couldn't get backstage. And so then he talked to, he told this story on the podcast mm-hmm. and um, then, you know, then it got out into the world. And, you know, I think someone heard it that mm-hmm. knows uh, both of them or something. Somehow they got hooked up. Yeah. You know, in the real world. And, you know, then he starts she starts showing up at his games and he's showing up at her concerts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just like this kind of like you know, a it couple and, you know, they're seen about town and mm-hmm. like he obviously, I mean, she's a global superstar, but he, he likes the limelight. Like he likes to dress nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can tell he likes, yeah, he likes all that too. And, uh, oh, they showed up on Saturday night live. Uh, or no, no, they went to Saturday night live together and they did a skit about, how uh, it was like a sportscaster table Mm -hmm. and all they could talk about was Taylor Swift, you know, and this is supposed (laughs) to be a sports thing. And, you know, because, you know, all of a sudden these, the viewership for these football games went up tremendously because they keep panning to Taylor Swift in the VIP box watching the game and she was wearing the jerseys and she's so into it. And um, so then he, he did a little cameo on there and, and she, um, introduce the musical guests so i mean just stuff like that like they're they're sharing their relationship yes you know because a lot of times these people get together and they're all private about it and everything and you're just like well i want to see you know whenever people put it out there and they share the relationship of people love it you know they eat it up yeah well yeah, I mean, I think, you know, after watching these documentaries, especially the, I watched the Miss, is it a Miss Americana? Miss, Miss Americana. Miss Americana. I thought that was so interesting. I never saw it when it came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. But you forget because Taylor Swift's been part of our lives yeah. for so long, everything that she's been through. Mm-hmm. And this documentary really takes it from, you know, we see her starting out and old clips but it it cuts back and forth it sort of tells her life story her her story of being in the limelight being famous and also her putting together this album um that i guess lover lover that um and you know it's really interesting and it was really interesting to see her um where she was because she she comments and talks about sort of this evolution that she had about how um her big focus in her life forever was i need to be good i need mm-hmm. to be good I, I don't need i can't upset people she's seeking approval uh, yeah from strangers yeah mostly yeah and and she um you know i need I need to always do the right thing or be good or not upset people or or you know just um and then she talks about like all of her dreams came true by the mm-hmm. time she was, you know, God, what, 20 or yeah. something. I mean, it was it's this really strange thing where she talks about like winning album of the year two years in a row and sort of being at the top of the mountaintop and being like, well, what what now? And um, 
And the backlash that she got from, I mean, obviously what happened to her in 2009 where Kanye went up and she thought they were booing her and they weren't, they were booing him. And, um, and it sounds like at the time you see some commentators, like everyone talking about it, everyone was very annoyed with Kanye West and, um, how, uh, she, uh, what he did and the fact that, you know, he, he, this was a young girl. Yeah. Was 19 at the time or something. I, I mean, I think 17, maybe 18. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. The president Obama called him a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On television. Yeah. Um, it was awful. And sort of going through all of that and then feeling like that spurred her on to dig deeper and just like, well, I have to prove everyone right. wrong. I have to prove that I am. And then, you know, going through all of that and then the whole 2016 and Kanye and Kim and I made that bitch famous line and whether or not she agreed to it or not. And the hashtag trending like Taylor Swift's party's over mm-hmm. um, and that becoming the number one hashtag and her just kind of retreating. And yeah, just she had like, to go away for like a year. Mm-hmm. She just stayed out of, had no public appearance. Nobody saw her, heard from her for a year, which was probably a good thing yeah. to do. Yes. Because, you know, she, I mean, the thing about her is, you know, she, she kind of struggled a little bit for a few years, but then she, she took off so fast yeah. and she was so successful. And literally she keeps beating her and breaking her own records. Yes. Like I was looking on Wikipedia and they go through, you know, all the awards and all the record sales. And she literally, she, she bumps herself off the charts. Yeah. So she saw number one on the charts and then another song of hers bumps that song. And it's number one, you know, the, she's got the highest grossing um, tour of all time. She has the highest grossing, a movie, a concert movie of all mm-hmm. time, highest gross sales of records of all time. I mean, and she just keeps breaking. Yeah. And, and it's, it's you look at it and you're like, my God, like, where do you go from here? Yeah. I mean, because I'm re- and that's another thing I'm really interested about her life. She's 34. What 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 now? Yeah. I mean, she I mean, at a certain point, just continuing to break your own records over and over again. I don't know. Yeah. What? It, I, I, I don't know what she's going to do from now on. And she just how hard she's worked. Like, mm, oh, my God, she <sighs> God. what's what I think is so interesting is just seeing this evolution because I work with young people and I and and it's so funny because her one of her big real realizations is I, I got to stop seeking approval and validation from other people. Mm-hmm. I have to find it inward. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I work on with my clients constantly, which is this idea of you cannot put your sense of self into other people's hands because they have all the control mm-hmm. and you can't control other people. So you might as well just give, you know, you're just kind of giving it away and how um, and she realizes that and she talks about her relationship with food. Mm-hmm. She was super skinny for a long time and she was just like, I was working out, but I wasn't eating. And mm-hmm. I thought that's what I needed to be or I thought that's what people wanted. And just her being like, I don't like to look at pictures of myself because it triggers something inside of me. To well, th- and people yeah. would write stuff like she yeah. she said she saw there was a magazine cover or something where, you know, her her stomach like her lower stomach area it was not perfectly flat yeah like the angle of the camera obviously she's very skinny but the angle of the camera kind of made her belly stick out a little bit and people are saying is she pregnant yeah you know and so people are just micro scrutinizing her body all this time i mean that will make look she's not the first 
you know, successful young woman to, you know, be driven into an eating disorder. Yeah. But But there's the fact that, I mean, I'm sure she's gone to therapy. I'm sure she's worked on herself, but just the fact that she kind of figured out, like, I got to get out of this. Like, this isn't Mm going to work for me. Just, just the way in which she has um, reacted to things. It's like, oh, she's pretty classy. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's, she's, and, and she talks about this, to where she's like each artist has something that makes them unique or special or different and she said for me it's songwriting and you get to watch her write songs yeah, and just process. how incredibly yeah. talented she is and the you know just what that what that is and 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 um her her drive and desire to yeah really kind of keep pushing herself and pushing her own limits mm-hmm. and and reinventing herself but what I think is um, interesting is, you know, 2023 was a hard year, but not for Taylor Swift. <laughs> like she, you know, that concert that she had and the movie and everything that happened, she really hit her peak. And I can understand. I think it's so interesting that, yeah, at the end of all of this, she meets Travis mm-hmm. and they start this relationship and just seeing you know she's very famous for all the people she's dated Mm -hmm. and writing about all the people that she dated Mm -hmm. and here's this guy that comes along and i think um i think he's sort of a good combination of alpha male and also you know you're I believe not in you by her, not th- yeah. non-threatened alpha male, right? Which is, I think exactly what she kind of needs. She needs somebody who isn't going to be threatened by her, isn't threatened by her fame, isn't threatened by everything that she has, but she also needs someone who's going to, you know, like take, you know, yeah. be, be in charge a little right. bit and take, take, you take know, care of her, take care of her and help yeah. her. And, um, and, uh, so yeah. And I, I, think I do think, yeah, I think it's interesting to her, her parents, I think a lot of her success is due to the yeah her parents' support. It's interesting. Both of her parents have a financial background. They're in the finance industry. Oh, I, oh interesting. Yeah. And so they actually moved. Her father worked for Merrill Lynch or something. And he transferred to the Merrill Lynch office. They were from um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Transferred to the office in um, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she wanted to be a country music singer and... Um, so they, they moved their whole family there. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think they they had money. They were good with money. The, mm-hmm. the mother was also in finance and banking. So, you know, she had these real solid parents mm-hmm. who guided her. And, um, you know, and she's just uh, just worked her ass off. Yeah. And did the, the whole reinventing. You know, it's kind of like reminds me of Madonna, just the reinventing yourself over and over and over. And she commented that female pop stars yes. or what, uh, singers but they have to do that because we don't ask the rolling stones to keep no, reinventing they're themselves. doing the same thing gig they're Bob dressing Dylan, the same paul mccartney <laughs> they're all doing the same damn thing they've always done exactly yes. exactly they don't have to keep reinventing themselves but women it's like okay well what do you got now yeah you know and, and so and there's different periods in her life like obviously the what she was doing at 17 or 20 or is, mm-hmm. is different than what she's doing now and and her, you know, she's had to come into her own. I thought it was interesting that she started to get, you know, a lot more political. Yes. Which was good. And she said she was always afraid to speak out because remember what happened to the Dixie Chicks? Yep. 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 <laughs> you know, and a lot of and, and not and just the Dixie yeah. Chicks, a lot of people. And, and she says that music she's like, I love the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. yeah. 
But country music, especially like you're expected to keep politics out of it. Mm -hmm. Although I've heard, you know, now I hear a lot more of that stuff and, you know, the kind of pro, you know, Trump type stuff in country music. But um, I'm not like I listen to a lot of it, but I've heard some. And uh, so, yeah. And so finally, she's just like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, I should be able to say what I want. And she spoke out. um, It's the, the, the Senate race. Marsha Blackburn. Yeah. Yeah. In Tennessee, that that was the one that really got her. Cause she does say, she's like, I wish I had spoken out in 2016. I didn't. And so now here's the midterm elections. This woman who doesn't, the the big one was the harassment. Well, she, she wouldn't vote to reauthorize the violence against women act. Mm -hmm. She was against, um, gay marriage, gay, anything. Yeah. She's against, you know, um, anything having to do with LGBTQ rights. Yeah. No, she's horrible. She's yeah. horrible. And, um, she endorsed the, um, the Democratic candidate, but also like she would have, I remember, uh, I saw Layla and I saw Taylor Swift in what year was it? I, think I wrote it down here in 2014, I think. So what tour was that? This was the um, the 1989 album. Ah, okay. Yeah. So she has like uh, at her concerts, she has places where you can register to vote. Mm -hmm. And she talks, she tells people, you know, register to vote. And she started getting much more political. And she has a lot of power. She does have a lot. She has a lot of power. And she reached a lot of people on this Eras tour. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she signed up a lot of young young people people. to vote. And she now she says it out loud at her concerts about, Mm -hmm. you know, voting and uh, you make a difference, you change, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so she's not as afraid because, you know, she's she's too powerful now. Yeah. Doesn't matter what anyone says about her. Yeah, she's she's sort of gone to this next level. Yeah. And with the whole Kanye thing, she just really was like, I don't want to have anything part of it. I don't want to be part of this narrative. I don't want I never asked for yeah. any of this. And I just think that, yeah, she's having the last laugh. Like mm-hmm. Kim Yi did not last. Number right. one. And number two. Yeah. And Kanye is crazy. Is crazy. <laughs> Anti-Semitic. Yeah. Crazy person. And. The other interesting thing they talk about in the documentary is her suing that DJ. Yeah. So in, what was it? Was it 2000 and, I don't remember when the picture was taken, but this DJ, and you can see very clearly in the picture, they show the picture, She she's between these two local DJs. She's leaning, Taylor's leaning as far away from the guy as yeah. possible. She's leaning towards the woman. We see the guy's hand is clearly down by her butt. Oh, it's on her butt. And she said he, it went under her skirt. Yes. Skirt. And she had so a short skirt on. She, she complained about him. He got fired. He was so mad that he sues her for millions. And she says, you know what? Then I'm going to sue you for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And she talked about like going out there and having to say that and just how hard it is. And just to anyone who has not been believed mm-hmm. and um, how painful it was to have to stare down at this person who who's making her feel like she's, you know, just this awful person. And how dare you do this at all? And, and I thought that I remember when that case happened and I was like, wow, that's amazing. But I, I let, you know, I know the big Taylor Swift songs. I don't know all the little, I'm not, I don't do not consider myself a Swifty. I do not know, um, you know, any of the other random songs that people talk about. But I do have to say that she, I, I 
really love that she gave all that money away this year from the um, from the tour and life changing money for for truck drivers and other people like everybody was compensated. And I think that hundred thousand dollar tips. Yes. To the people that driving the trucks from city to city. And she, um, you know, I mean, that that could change someone's life. And she uh, what was the other one like she she's she's a lot like dolly parton and you don't know what she's doing yeah i think she's a lot like dolly parton like dolly parton is not a billionaire because she gives so much goddamn money away yeah elon musk (laughs) and uh jeff bezos like you there is no need for you to be a billionaire yeah you don't need that much money you don't need it you're you're never going to be able to spend it so You've got to give it. And I think this is, we hear a fraction of what Dolly Parton does. And I think we hear a fraction of Of what what Taylor Taylor Swift does. I really do believe that because I think that was not that learning about those tips. Like it wasn't like she promoted that, you know, I just feel like that kind of got out somewhere Mm -hmm. and that wasn't intended for that. So, um, yeah. And you see her in the, in the, in the show with her parents who are mm-hmm. very normal yeah, people. Very grounded. Very grounded. She says, my mom's my best friend. She mm-hmm. like could only confide in her. Her dad would, you know, she disagreed with dad at one point and, but she just said, okay, dad, that's what you think. This is my life. And she was like, and yeah. I'm going to go out there. And he hugged her and kissed her and said, okay. Yeah. Well, was this, the, they had a meeting where it was, I think it was her dad and like her management team. It's like 25 people. They show them yeah. having a meeting. Yes. And a lot of them are old white men. <laughs> These are her friends of her dad's from the finance world or what, but she's got this huge management team mm-hmm. and they had a big meeting, but then there was a smaller meeting with her parents and like maybe one or two of those guys. And they're saying, we don't want you to say anything political or get political because we're worried about your safety. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, well what like i don't care you know she's like i'll get armored cars then i mean what else i mean anything could happen to her otherwise there could be just some crazy fan i mean safety is safe she give her the safety from whatever needs to be Mm -hmm. be done but yeah why should she have to be quiet yeah you know especially when she has such a, a huge platform and fan base and everything i mean my god if all the people who saw her in concert this year showed up and voted i mean yeah, we wouldn't have to worry about yes. President Trump again, you know. Yes, yes, and and that is one thing. I know we don't want to get I too know, political. Get mad we get, when we get, get very mad when people get political when we get political. But I I do wish that she would endorse Biden a bit more. I wish she would. Well, I think she probably will when it gets closer. Um, but I really, people aren't really thinking about the general election right now. Ugh, so. It's all I think about. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, you can't start thinking about it now. You'll yeah, be, go crazy. I'll, but yeah, I mean, I, I, but I do, and I do appreciate the sentiment of voting and urging young people to vote. And apparently you could not get a bead or a bead kit in all of Los Angeles when she was in town. <laughs> like apparently everything was yeah. sold out. Like she, she helped the bead industry. Right. She helped. Oh, she infused billions of dollars oh. into the American economy. Yes. For, through her tour. Yeah, Absolutely. She did. And it's, that is, and she didn't keep it all for herself. She gave it back. And yeah. so I have a lot of respect for her. I have a lot more respect seeing and remembering all the stuff that she's been through and yeah. how she really has. And, and I think that we criticize and we're so mean. And the thing is like, 
you know, oh God, she's so annoying at these, these shows and hanging out with these supermodels and she's doing this. It's like, she's 20. And then she was 23. And then she was 24. Yeah. Like, well, she's she, not allowed to have friends well, and go the, out to dinner. But the and... other thing is, okay, so what? Like, she, these are her friends. The, right. Some of them are still her friends. Some of them aren't. Like, she she gets to be out. She gets right. to live her life. She gets to make mistakes. She gets to fall down. And I think that's a lot of what she's saying is, is you know, as a female, especially a female in spotlight, you don't get those things. Right. You, really you have don't. to be perfect. Yeah. You know, another thing she did uh, that I admired her for is um, she pulled her entire catalog from Apple and Spotify because they weren't paying um, streaming royalties. Mm. Um, like Apple had this, uh, I guess this was back in the day. I don't think they do this anymore, but if you join Apple music, they'll give you like three months for free. Mm-hmm. And so during that three months, no royalties are paid yeah. to the artist. So she pulled it from Apple mm-hmm. and they immediately said, okay, okay, we'll pay, you know, because it's like, yeah, you need her. Yeah. And same with Spotify. It was the same thing. It was over streaming payments. And I mean, she's very powerful. Yes. She's. And, and I think that she was powerful for because you look back on the career and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I how know. many songs you forget? Yes. You're like, oh, that's right. We are never ever getting back together. <laughs> that, yes, I remember eight years ago, ten years ago listening to that. Like all of it. So yeah. so it's it is. She is very powerful. And after twenty twenty-three, she's even more powerful. Yeah. I mean, she is as powerful. I don't know. I think she's more power. She's more powerful than Beyonce. Yeah, I she, think. she has surpassed Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce's concert did very well, but yes. I don't think it did this well. And Madonna is falling apart. Oh, Madonna can barely make it or yeah. show up to her concerts. I think. Just a side note. I think Madonna needs to like, you know. <sighs> She's people are going to start remembering her for these wacky things she's doing now and forget like how fabulous she was. I I think she needs to, you know, hang it up while she still has her dignity intact because what is she doing? Yeah, it's it's like, you know, she she Madonna, because we are Gen Xers. She is Mm -hmm. a legend and she reinvented herself and did things. You know, her her documentary, Truth or Dare, mm-hmm. is, was groundbreaking yeah. because we had never seen anything like that before. She is fascinating. She's a legend. She's yeah. a legend. But the thing is, you're absolutely right. Like, I think she should still perform if she wants to perform. But it's like, show up on goddamn time. Right. Be professional. Stop injecting shit in your face. Yeah. Like, she went way too crazy with all that. She doesn't even look like herself anymore. And, um... But, y- you know, show up on time like this. Yeah. Th- and you're and again, what I love, too, is who do you think your audience is? Right. Old people. People are age. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to stay two hours. I'll no. tell you that right now. I can barely make it to something like, at you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. I'm exhausted by then. Yeah. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. No, no, yeah. your audience. Yeah. Don't do that. Taylor Swift. Don't no. start injecting your face with anything. And if you're listening to this show up on time (laughs) no taylor is very professional yeah i I can't see her doing anything like that and um so yeah so it was a good documentary and you know and and i i i wish her the best i i like i said i think it'll be interesting i mean i think at a certain point i think maybe it you know she might want to have a family yeah you know i think she does she's getting this is the age yeah you know this is so I don't know if it'll be with yeah. Travis Kelsey or not, but, um, but, I, but I think that she, I think it's interesting, like the 
the timing of this, and maybe that's why everyone's so fascinated, is all of these other people she was dating, like Jake Gyllenhaal was so much older than her. And so now she's got someone who's like appropriate, the right age. age. They're the same age. You know, they are both at the height of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he obviously isn't intimidated by her fame. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think you're right. I think he does like a little bit of the spotlight, but I think he also... um, you know, wants to marry someone that he really loves and connects yeah. with just the way his brother did. And, right. and I think he he wants, I would think that he wants something similar to his brother, marriage yeah. and children and and all of that. And to have a career outside of football, I would assume someday. So, yeah, the more I think about it, they are a good pair. Yeah. yeah. So, that. yeah. So pivoting over to uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey. Um yeah, I watched the Kelsey documentary. Well, first of all, I didn't know who these people were till the Super Bowl last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know because I I'm not I don't follow sports unless it's something like this. Yes. You know, um, I couldn't rem- I couldn't believe that that was last year. I yeah. thought that was I thought that was three or four years no. ago. And I'm like, that was just last year. When did time is so yeah strange. this last year went by very uh, fast. Yes, but yeah, I remember because it was the first time two brothers were facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. And then the mom with the t- double-sided jersey. Yes. And, and you know, yeah. so um, it was like, oh, that's really cute. And, and uh, but I didn't know them, anything about their football careers or know them as players. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then when this Taylor Swift thing happened, then now they're all over the, yeah. um, the news. And I would see like clips from their, um, their podcasts on TikTok and, mm-hmm. You know, I'd kind of stop and look at them. I don't know what they're talking about when they talk about the football stuff, but if they're talking about their their lives, yeah. you know, I'll watch the clips. Um, yeah, I mean, the 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 shows that I was listening to, it was a lot of like they kind of banter on and talk about their sponsorships, and then they then they talk about like what's going on in their lives, or oh, it's the holidays, or it's this, and then it's like, okay, let's talk about your game, and then yeah. we're going to talk about my game. Yeah, and they basically just talk about the games, and so I remember thinking if you really, really love football and these are your teams, I could totally see how this would be fascinating. Yeah. I can't believe that they are the number one show because they're not doing anything too remarkable, but no, but they're just, they're likable. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about them. They're, they're both very likable. And I think that Travis of the two brothers, I get the sense that he's the one that said, let's do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Jason was like, what is this going to be? I think, and that's why I think that Jason will you know, he played another year. We'll see if he retires or not. But I think he announced he was retiring. Oh, he did yeah. officially. Okay. Yeah. So he is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like what he decides to do. I think Travis will always be in the limelight. Yeah. Like I really do. I think Travis likes. He'll uh, be like all a these other parts cast. Yeah. 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 He'll get some deal. But um, yeah. So then this documentary Kelsey came out. Um, that was in 2022. No. Just the documentary out, it came out like oh it's 20- the t- sorry sorry it was the 2022 season sorry yeah yeah psych legal pop we'll be right back after these messages ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So somebody, I don't know who, decided to make this documentary, maybe because they were maybe thinking that he would that the 2022 season would be his last season mm-hmm. because he got one Super Bowl and wanted to go for one more mm-hmm. because he's physically very beaten up. Yes. Uh, you know, he doesn't know how much longer he can do this. And, and, you know, yeah, you see him in just in pain and he's had broken so many bones and had surgeries and, you know, that's, this is, it. it's, he's been doing it 10 years. He said he's been, or, He's this was for the documentary. They said this was 12th year playing. He said seven surgeries. He's like, I'm in good shape, but you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in decent shape for a 35, something like that. Like I'm in decent shape as a football player, but for but a 35 yeah. year old, I'm a mess yeah. or something like right. that. Like, yeah, I'm not so bad for compared to all the people that I play with. Right. And right. the other thing too is, and I think his wife talks about this too, where, you know, he's also playing a little bit with fire where, you could then, you know, play and all of a sudden you get a horrible head injury or like something that really does you in. Really knocks you out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they were thinking that that might be his last season. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to catch it on camera. I don't know if it was his idea or some other, you know, documentary filmmakers idea. I'm not really sure. But, you know, we are already kind of familiar with these guys. And like, like I said, I don't watch for follow sports but i love a sports documentary Mm. because just the whole thing about the sport you know it's just a great story Mm -hmm. and you know the watching somebody you know go through all this and sacrifice and the sacrifice that the family has to make Mm -hmm. and the sacrifice that everybody and all the hard work and then you know it's either like the the feeling of this tremendous joy of victory or the agony of defeat, you yes. know, as they say. Yeah. And um, it's very dramatic and it's just a good story, whether you understand football or watch it or not, you yeah. know, no, you're uh, right. I love a good sports documentary. So you're right because you're, you're, you're absolutely right because you can't help but root for the person because they have been working so mm-hmm. long and so hard to do this one thing. And these and they are really, I mean, football is a long enough game, but some of these people, you watch these Olympians, like you have three minutes on, yeah. an I- on the ice right. to show the world what you've been doing every day at 4 a.m. Yeah, you know? for 10 years yeah. or, or and, more. And there's all these factors that go into it that you can't control, but it's, it's um, yeah. Yeah. It's so their childhood is interesting. So they grew up in um, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, they both played lots of different sports. And they're very close in age. Yeah. Jason's only two years two, older. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're very, they had these two boys pretty quickly. Yeah. Travis is 34 and um, Jason's 36. And so their parents were, I think their dad was a salesman for a steel company and the mom worked 
she did something in finance, something in banking. Yeah, banking. Yeah. So you know they're they're, and it was a struggle for them to pay because all the mm-hmm. sports stuff is expensive. Yeah. And you got two boys playing three different sports. I mean, that's like a lot of money all year long. Mm-hmm. And I guess the parents didn't they, but for having to financially be able to do this and to logistically do it and take them to all the practices mm-hmm. and the games, they probably would have been divorced. Yeah, because they were sleeping in separate. Rooms. Yeah, that's so interesting. Travis, Travis is the one that says that, like, I would go to other people's houses and I would see that it was different, that their parents were sleeping in the same room. Yeah. And so that's so interesting. And I guess they finally got divorced, like, when the boys went yeah, off to college. when they left, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was this, because the parents have made sacrifices. I think yeah. both of them were probably, I mean, it sounded like maybe the marriage... Maybe they were pretty done pretty early when the boys were, you know, maybe mm-hmm. in grade school or something. And um, because Travis said this was around when, like, he was seven or eight. So by then you're sleeping in several rooms. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious then, like, ooh. Yeah. So these two have not been happy in this marriage for a long time. They're having to, they've made so many sacrifices mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways, but it seems like the two of them were very committed in, we've got to stay together for these boys right. to get them launched, to get them their, launched yeah. and into the world. But it doesn't even feel like the parents put a lot of pressure on them because I could see being like, okay, I'm going to make all these sacrifices and my kid's going to play in the NFL or my daughter is going to be Taylor Swift or whatever. Like these parents that make these sacrifices, but there's lots of parents that make all these sacrifices and the kids go nowhere or do nothing. Right. I mean, that's a lot to give up to just, but you don't just, know what's going to happen. Yeah. Just yeah. to make it easier to shuttle them around to sports. Right. Yeah. And so after, so they're, they're playing at high school together at the same time. And then Jason is in his senior year and he's, he's kind of banking on getting a scholarship mm-hmm. and he does not get any scholarship offers so he got a uh he was a walk-on at the University of Cincinnati um but you know financially I'm sure that was mm-hmm. difficult and then 2 years later Travis he actually did get a scholarship and he had a couple he had a handful of schools offering him a scholarship mm-hmm. but he chose to go to University of Cincinnati to play with his brother mm-hmm. and that's the thing they've always like Travis clearly idolizes oh, yeah. this guy. Yeah. I mean, and always has. Yes. And I'm sure Jason does too, but Jason is just less, uh, or, I mean, he's protective of Travis. Yeah. But he's much less emotional. Travis really kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. And like, I've seen a couple clips where there was a clip where they were talking about, um, from the podcast where they were talking about, I think it was after the Super Bowl. And Travis was basically saying, well, look, you know, there would be no Travis Kelsey if it wasn't for Jason Kelsey. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, I wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for you. And, you know, he's just gushing on and on. And Jason's just like, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to really express emotion very well. (laughs) He's very stoic. Yes. Well, and I think that probably maybe it was instilled in him. Like you take care of Travis. Mm -hmm. He's the younger one. He obviously takes his big brother duties very seriously. Mm -hmm. And we hear about that in various times Mm -hmm. about how, you know, how protective he has been of him. Yeah. So when they were at the University of Cincinnati, um, 
they did a random drug test and Travis tested positive for marijuana. Mm -hmm. So they suspended him for a year. And I think that, uh, that, you know, Jason had to kind of convince the coach to let him back on the team Mm -hmm. because I think the coach was not happy about it and, um, was like, why should, you know, why should I let him? And so again, Jason comes in and he, you know, puts his reputation and everything on the line for Travis, but it did pay off. Yes. Um, Yes. And I, I appreciate the way in which Travis talked about it. mm -hmm. He said, listen, you know, I did it. I got caught. Mm -hmm. I went off the team. I was deeply ashamed. Mm -hmm. I had to live with that. You know, um, it sucked. And I, you know, and then I got back on the team. Like, it was like, good. Thank you. That's all you need to say. Takes responsibility. You know, it's like, because one random drug test a year, it just feels like it's so weird. Like, yeah, either either don't, you know, either d- drug test them so they know not to smoke pot or don't. Right. You know. So anyway. Right. So when um, Jason graduates college, he goes into the draft and um, he was picked. Was he, a, he was a sixth, a sixth round. round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh but you know he he became quickly became you know very valuable player to the team and has um you know got all the accolades and stats mm-hmm. and you know I don't even know what to call it but he's very successful career. Yeah. Well, and also the big thing was it opens up with this this interview with this guy who's just gushing. I mean because Philly, the Eagles are, you know, they're notoriously like the fans are crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently they people really think in and attribute a lot of the 2018 Super Bowl to uh, Jason to um, because it was the first Super Bowl that the Eagles had won in 52 years. Mm. So he became he's yeah, like he such a hero. hero they there. That big, yeah, the parade. And, and the, he had that suit. He yeah. wore a suit and a thing and he yelled. And I was like, oh, OK, this is a big deal. Yeah. And he really fit in with the Philly kind of <clears throat> like profile you yeah. know he's like he's he's like a man's man yeah you know? he's like um you know says the right things and and all of that and um and then travis followed travis was picked in the third round the kansas city chiefs and he's had a very good oh, yeah. career obviously both of them i mean what are the chances you know yeah. two brothers like well because right the 20 so 2018 the, the eagles win the super bowl 2020 mm-hmm. kansas city wins the super bowl mm-hmm. or maybe 2019 it might have been the 2019 2020 like the, yeah. the game was played in 2020 but i saw that they list and then there was then Kansas City played another year and lost mm-hmm. or won did they cuz no, they were that- they were back to back super bowls Oh, so then it must have been 21 and 22. So it was back to back. So 20. So maybe it was. I don't think they were back to back. I I think they were a couple years apart. uh, I feel like I somehow sense that like, God damn it, it's Kansas City again. I remember that feeling because it was because. Did, oh, was it Buccaneers? Did Kansas City play the Buccaneers? Is that when Tom Brady came back? Oh, don't ask me. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. If my husband was here, he would <laughs> he would tell us exactly. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you know, both 
um, both superstars, different teams and winning Super Bowls yeah. like in their lifetime and not and going to Super Bowls um, yeah. in their lifetime. Yeah. And so in the documentary, <laughs> they reveal that um, Travis just got his diploma from University of Cincinnati like, in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it took him, you know, like 12 years or something, but he finished his he got his degree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the documentary, you can see Jason is kind of, I guess he's looking into different things that he can do once he retires. Mm-hmm. And some of them are kind of odd. There's, I don't know, they're, they're out, they show both of them out in like this field and they're, he's planting a garden, planting stuff. And then there's something about steers or cows or oh, you see I remember him. that. I don't know. He's, uh, yeah that that was kind of a strange yeah um, well we see a lot of um uh jason's home life that mm-hmm. apparently he met his wife on tinder mm-hmm. and of course she's from philadelphia and she knows like who he is she, so it was like either he's gonna be there or it's gonna be some weirdo yeah she knows you know? she's been catfished yeah so but apparently he just fell in love with her instantly and we see um him they have they have two little kids they have two little girls and the and she's pregnant yeah i mean so she was 38 weeks pregnant when they when he played the super bowl and um what is it their one daughter I, I feel like one daughter was one and a half and the other one was maybe two and a half i mean they yeah. were very close they're, together in age i think they're all like about two years apart so probably like yeah one and a half and then Three and, Three and a half. half. Yeah. I, the funniest moment of this documentary was this where Travis and Jason, Jason's in the other room recording the podcast mm-hmm. and Kylie, his wife is to the, she's very pregnant to the two girls. She's like, shh, daddy's recording. Daddy's recording. And the girls, of course, when you say dad, someone's recording, mm-hmm. you've got to be quiet. They become even louder. <laughs> yeah. They're even louder. And then the older girl, she's just like, oh, I just I have to dance. <laughs> That was so cute. (laughs) I need to sing. Yeah. I have to dance. dance. (laughs) And even Kylie cracks up and starts laughing. But the girls are so super cute. They are very cute. And they call Travis Uncle Travi. Uncle Travi. And um, they're just darling. They're just adorable. And And I am with, I think Kylie wants him to retire. And I'm with Kylie on this one. I can imagine for her, I would say for someone who makes so much money, it's like you did not see, there was no one helping her do anything. No, she doesn't have a nanny. She doesn't have a nanny. in this very modest house. No nanny, no chef, no nothing. No. No nothing. And, um, yeah, very, you know, it's a lovely home, yeah. but somewhat, mo- you know, but it's for- not a McMansion. Yeah. Travis has a McMansion. I've seen a picture of one of his, his several houses. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this big house in, uh, Kansas city or near Kansas city. But anyway, yeah, they, they're, they're very salt of the earth. Like yeah. Jason and, um, Kylie, but, but poor Kylie. I mean, can you imagine being 38 weeks pregnant she had with to take two her, little kids? No. And then she had to take her, um, OBGYN yeah. with her to the yes. Super Bowl in yes. case she went into labor. Well, yeah. And then her, what she had for help were her parents. Yeah. Like they were the, and I was just like, God, you don't have anyone to help you or come with you. For I know these things? she's in the, 
yeah, she's in the hotel room. Like, just they're in this like not very big hotel yeah, room. I was just like, what? You're all staying in this one room? Yeah, I mean, they're very frugal. Yeah, they I mean, are very frugal. Which is smart. You yeah. know, you no, gotta, it is it is the smart thing to do. Yeah, you only have so many years. Yes, on, with you know your body to be able to play like that, especially yeah. his position, and so smartly i think he's because saving people his also money. yeah because the other thing too is is that people see oh 14 million dollars he's re-signed for a year for 14 million dollars it's like okay take all of take everyone's 50 percent in taxes yeah take then a certain percentage and agents and managers yeah. that you you probably have other people on your payroll you might have a business accountant like they all take percentages Lawyer. like all these people take percentages yeah and then take that and this could be the last money you ever earned right? <laughs> for a long time. Well, there's some statistic. It's like something like 80% of NFL players are broke, like within mm-hmm. two years or yeah. something after they stop playing. So, yeah, it's it's a problem. So, yeah. I don't, I mean. But yeah, so they were buying all those tickets for the Super Bowl. And yes. I was really surprised. They I was had like, to pay for their own tickets. I didn't tickets? understand that. I was like, don't you guys all get a box or something? Yeah, you don't get some a certain number of free tickets mm-hmm. this had to spend fifty thousand yeah. dollars and they had to buy tickets for the girls right the, like these two little girls that aren't like, even gonna sit I in their seat i didn't understand i could understand like okay um maybe her parents or maybe if you have family coming that maybe you have to pay for that but i would think that the player's wife, wife and, and children, children yeah would get free tickets that was insane. Yeah, that really surprised me. And then having to pay four grand a ticket, you know, because yeah. it's these crazy prices. Yeah, and they're sitting in the stands. They're they're not even in a yeah. box. Yeah, like apparently Kylie will not sit in a box. She's like, I'm a stands yeah. girl. Well, because she's a hardcore Eagles fan. Yeah, <laughs> so she yeah she grew up with them. yeah. So she absolutely that you know you see you see the game that Jason plays to get them into the Super Bowl. And then we see the whole family, Mama, Donna, mm-hmm. and Dad, watching Travis play and then finding out, okay, now he's going into the Super yeah. Bowl. And that mother, I mean, I can't imagine what she was feeling in that moment. I mean, she was crying. It's it's like, I can't imagine, both of these parents, like, yeah. wow, what, how did we do this? Yeah. Really but knowing incredible. they were going to face off. And then the mom became the hottest ticket in town yeah. for that Super Bowl. She got all the... Inter- everyone wanted to interview her oh, yeah. and see her double-sided jersey <laughs> and her... Who sews all of those for her? Because she has more than one. Oh, yeah. And she had, like, a jacket and I think she had some tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure someone makes them for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And she, like, apparently she traveled from... To see both her boys play, she traveled from, like, Tampa to to the middle of the country, like from Kansas city to Tampa, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to try to get again, just like when she, yeah, just when, when she younger. was in, in Ohio, yeah. you know, driving them to their games. Yeah, it's fancier, but it's the same damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know it doesn't change. Like, I have a friend whose son is in the NFL and yeah, like she and her husband, they, they try to go to the husband goes to all the games. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go to all of the games because it's, she still has like one kid at home who's in high school and, um, you know, it's it's a lot. She says yeah. it's a lot. It's a, I'm sure it it's, is. It's a big ordeal going to these to these games. But yeah, the parents they try they they you know you, once you're a parent you're always 
a parent wanting yeah. to go to the games and the and the things. And your kids want you to be there yeah. to watch them and, yeah. the, you know, all that other kind of stuff and support them. And with football, there aren't as many games. So it's like it is a big deal, yeah. you know, but um, but they seem it, it makes me it, it the fact that they've you know, these parents and knowing they've been so unhappy for so long. That's the one kind of like, oh, God, you know, yeah. how hard is that? And yeah and all of that but yeah we see the you know obviously the kansas city wins and he's beyond thrilled obviously travis but then jason is so sad i know the mom she had to first console she, she saw jason first mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the game they're on the field she sees jason first yeah. they start to hug he breaks into tears yeah she breaks into tears and they're hugging and you know so you can hear them can i love you i love you i love you mm-hmm. um and then he finishes hugging her and he's like, okay, now go celebrate with Trav. Yeah. And then she goes and she finds Travis and, mm-hmm. and he's just like so happy to see her. When yeah. He, he, he finds her and he sees her and you know, they hug. I mean, yes, I God, I love these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional. <laughs> so emotional. Well, I did learn a new phrase. I think, I don't know if this was the coach of the, of Philly saying this GTF up. F Get you. the fuck up. Get the fuck up. GTFU. I'm going to start using that. Maybe to Max to get up in the morning. GTFU. GTFU. Yes. But, but yeah, that's that whole thing of you're in pain on the ground. Get the fuck up and keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, as we record this, Philly is out of the right. They're out of the playoffs. Now, let me check the score of the Kansas City game because right before we started recording, they were ahead and it was the fourth quarter. So, oh, did they win? Wait, that's the 49er game. 49ers won. Woo-hoo. 49ers won. That's so they're going to the to the next round. Kansas City game. Final. Oh, the Chiefs won. All right. So the Chiefs are advancing. So, so after this, it's the next games are who's going to be in the Super Bowl, basically. Oh, is it? Yeah. This isn't the final. They've got one more round well, to, to go. Everybody, everyone's got one more round to go. Okay. So Jason's out, and you said Jason retired. So yeah. I guess he's he's working on his garden now with his little. <laughs> I mean, you see him a lot with his little girls playing with them. Oh yeah, he's, he's very. You know, he just picks. He's so strong. He just picks them up with like you know, <laughs> like it's nothing. Yeah. And he throws them around, and that and, one little girl was like. I don't like this, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's swinging him around, <laughs> and then the other one wants him to keep, um, yeah, spinning her. But uh, you can tell he's in pain, and yeah. and Kylie's like, um, maybe give Daddy a break. Like he worked really hard yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I can imagine for Kylie, right? Like you, your husband. And obviously they have resources, so it's not awful. Like she could hire people if she wanted to, but she's got three young kids and she, he, here she has this husband who physically is falling apart Mm -hmm. and who has to leave, you know, and, and, and there's this intense time always around the holidays, playing on Christmas day, always working. And then, um, you know, she has to deal with the mood swings and all of that stuff, the feeling so low about everything and being in a funk. And, um, you know, you probably have a couple months where he's home and that's nice. And then training starts again and then you lose him again. And 
So I, I have a lot of empathy for these yeah. women who marry these men where they people think like, oh, my God, you have the best life. It's like, I don't know. No, they never they never hardly ever see their husbands. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, yeah, at the end of the movie. So the baby is born yes. after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. a couple of days after the Super Bowl, the baby's born. And so they have a newborn. And then Jason goes off on kind of a little press tour. He goes to Saturday Night Live with his brother. Yeah, because his brother's hosting and he wants to be there to support him. And they're doing some other stuff. And so basically, and then he, he, so you see him, he's on his cell phone. He's calling Kylie at night to, you know, to talk to her and say hi to the girls and whatever. And you can tell she's pissed. Oh, yeah. She is done. She's like, does not want to talk to him. Uh She's just like, what the fuck? I'm here alone. Maybe her mom was there. I don't know. She doesn't have any other help. And then he, the phone call ends and he's like, God, he just felt like shit. He's like, I'm failing right now. He's like, I have a a one week old baby at home and my wife is alone. And, you know, you could tell that like he felt like shit. Yeah. But, you know, he wanted to support his brother and it was just, it was just bad timing. And maybe they need to hire some help. Yes. God, I, that's what I don't understand. I mean, because, you know, hey, Jason, you've got, I can understand if you didn't have any of these uh, outside things happening, but, you know, you are a very He's popular gonna player. Fine. You're going He's gonna to get, get endorsement yes, deals. Yes. This podcast that they're doing, they're making money from yes. it. He's so, going to get, I mean, get, yeah, other he's going to be fine. I, I really feel like, Kylie, if you're out there listening, <laughs> please yeah you, you deserve some help or you someone could it. cook you meals yeah, or something it doesn't have to be like a full-time nanny yeah. just someone to come in a few hours a day help you out give you a break yeah just something another set of hands it's, yeah. it's okay <laughs> no one's gonna judge you no 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 so yeah but i you know it's funny you think about taylor's family and travis's family and you there's a lot of similarities yeah. the salt of the earth like good head on their shoulders, yeah. normal, right. not crazy, not they're, they, they are supportive of their children, but they don't put themselves inside. You know, they're right. not, they're not trying to be they're not their children. Seeking attention. Yeah. They're not seeking the attention. They want to do what's best for their kid. Um, you, you know, uh, that, uh, so I think that combination is a really good combination. And I think that, uh, the other problem with, with Taylor is, you know, she expresses herself and through through her songwriting, mm-hmm. right? So she will continue to write songs about whatever she's doing, right. whatever relationship she's in, whatever's happening in her life. She's that's what she's going to write about. And I think that Travis is good for that because I think Travis is like, oh, I'm a song. I'm in a song. I think that he's the kind of person that would think, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I don't mind that, and would think it's kind of cool. But also, he's not the kind of person that's going to go on some. St- tour and be like i'm in a song i'm in a song i'm so egocentric right. like again the more i think about these two the more yeah, i'm shipping it i'm that's, shipping it that's why i like this couple they are they're very similar and they complement each other they have like the qualities they need because travis is very he seem he's always smiling mm-hmm. just it seems just like an easygoing guy um likes to have fun yeah likes to go out yeah 
You know, and she does too, you know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I mean, they're both they're in their 34. 30s. Yeah. They, they are at the peak of what they're doing. They're yeah. enjoying their lives. And, um, you know, she had a birthday party without him. It's like, good, you know, go live your life. Right. Taylor. Like go be with your right. New York friends and, and live that life. And then, you know, you can spend time with him. And, um, I just think it's hilarious how much the NFL is all that's changed with mm-hmm. just getting, you know, a, spotting taylor oh i know if you google i was trying to google something before um uh when i was doing research for this episode that we're doing and i was gonna i was typing in something and it was like the first google that came up was like will taylor be at travis's game (laughs) (laughs) like what's happening the burning question in america right now yeah and just everyone watching her and like examining you know does mama kelsey like her right kelsey like her and yeah because i remember one of the first games she went to and she was you know they show her standing next to mama kelsey and then um then mama kelsey went on some talk shows and they're asking her well what do you think of taylor and she's like well i just met her the other day (laughs) like that was the first time i met her was when you saw me in the box with her you know it's kind of like she seems nice i mean what do you say (laughs) yeah but but i like that too because that shows you about the mom where it's a little bit like again the mom's not a star effort you know she's very much like i don't know she's yeah just getting to know i just met her i mean yeah like i'm not gonna ride i'm not gonna ride these coattails out like okay i'm gonna see what happens what happens with my kid yeah and see if she's you know the one all right yeah i know yeah and then they were also there was speculation i saw on the google um yesterday will jason be at uh, travis's game or, oh. or is it too sensitive for him you know is it too much too raw um and then i saw a picture of him up in the box with taylor swift yeah. and everybody else so it's like of course he's gonna go yeah of course he's gonna go support his brother yeah you know, why wouldn't he yeah maybe kylie wasn't there maybe kylie's yeah kylie's she's probably home with the kids she's like i'm not paying four thousand (laughs) dollars a ticket because it costs even more to sit in the box yes you know and that's that's uh not even the eagles box it's you know the kansas city's box so i don't even know she could get in (laughs) she's probably like i'm good i'm just gonna stay home yeah (laughs) i'm exhausted i need some time yeah um yeah so uh, we'll see what happens but yeah. it's very exciting so what an exciting time yes 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 hopefully they don't break up between the time that we record <laughs> this and the time <laughs> oh no god well, what we would be that would be horrible oh uh, uh, that would be horrible well then we'll have to just retitle this th- <laughs> the, yeah. the last episode yes. about tra- about um about Taylor, Taylor and Travis. And Travis. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're still together yes. in a few weeks. But she she's not going to break up with them right before the Super Bowl. No, she wouldn't do She'd that, would she? after yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, she seems... I mean, listen, she seems happy. She's... I see her. Yeah, she's I mean, giddy. When, she's, she's happy. Yeah. She's giddy. You see her. She enjoys watching him and cheering him on and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So... I think it's all good. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, if you like this podcast and um, please subscribe. And if you haven't already, please give us a five star rating. Um, both of those things really help us out a lot with the podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Pop on Instagram and um, TikTok. 
Uh, if you want to email us about other things, you can email us at psycholegalpoppodcast at gmail.com. Um, tell a friend, tell two friends, yeah, spread send, the word. Send them, a, send them the, uh, the, the link to the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Is that it? That's it. All right. Thank we'll see you, you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com